0: I've got clips of just one of the John Hopkins drills with disease X where they war game martial law. I'm going to play that when we come back. I'm going to play Bill Gates bragging. Yeah, I've come out with a new patch that just puts the vaccine right in you. Yeah, with microscopic nanotech spike particles, little needles that go into you. And then they can also then track that tattoo they put under your skin. You can't see it, but they can scan it. And they even know the lot number, and that's in the patents, and now they're rolling it out, folks, and rolling out vaccines that are in, quote, food. The definition of vaccines until four years ago. Then they changed it to just anything we put in your body. This is a revolution to take our bodies over. This is it. I remember four years ago, I told you this was Gates' plan, and they said I was a conspiracy theorist. Now he's at Davos bragging about it. Here is part of one of the John Hopkins, and they run the whole show. With the Rockefeller Foundation and Carnegie Endowment, they run the UN war game drill for the type of collapse of government and then their martial law they plan to use while they own and run the factories that make the death and then give you the poison shot that's even worse. Here it is. World Health Organization estimates that 150
1: million people have died. That's approximately 2% of the global population. In the U.S., there've been an estimated 82 million severe cases and 15 million deaths. At least 5 million Cladex deaths happened because adequate medical care wasn't available. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 90%. The GDP down 50%. It was only by nationalizing the healthcare system that basic medical care is still available. The government now pays for controls and rations all medical care. The president remains in critical condition. And while the vice president is out of intensive care, he remains unable to assume his constitutional duties. One third of the U.S. Congress is dead or incapacitated. What if years go by without a vaccine? Then experts tell us that we could eventually see 30 to 40 million deaths in the U.S.
2: So, yeah, don't worry, they're going to be able to accelerate The vaccines, which really aren't vaccines anymore, if you remember, uh, Bill Gates talking about the Band-Aid with the microglass. I think we talked about it last year uh, about the patent for that, the microglass, where they can just stick it on you and it dissolves into a vaccine. So no longer do they have to inject you. It's it's a microglass. Look it up. Uh, Bill Gates has it. It's phenomenal the technologies that they have, but more importantly, it's serial numbered and you can't get it out of you. Once they put that on top of you, they can't, you can't get it out of you. So just let's fast forward a little bit into the future. What's going to happen? You go to the hospital, you got a broken leg, broken arm, you know, appendix bursting, something like that. What do they do? They're going to be like, oh, okay. And you have to be, you're going to be a slave to that system at that point you're in your most vulnerable time hey it looks like you aren't up to date on your vaccines no problem boom here's a band-aid and that band-aid by the time you even go to the back emergency room could potentially be dissolved and in your body and already replicating whatever it is that they put inside of you they've changed the definition of what a vaccine actually is to essentially anything that they put in your body Also, they have uh, patents and rollouts of putting vaccines in your food. Remember a few years ago when the FDA changed the regulatory elements of what they need to list in your food in regards to the labeling process? Do you remember that? Most of you probably forgot about that. So what does that do? That allows them to have indemnification virtually on anything that they put with the genetically modified elements that they're putting into our food supply. So at the same time, they're putting these experimental things in our food supply. They're also breaking down things that are going on as far as food production across the entire planet. And as you know, what's going on in Germany, it's not just Germany. It's not just Australia, It's all over the world. And in the name of climate change, they are trying to shut these systems down. They're trying to shut down, which will directly collaborate with this war game that you just heard, 150 million deaths on this new disease X that they're war gaming right now. And some of the richest people in the world are sitting around talking about this very thing. This is not a game. This is not a game. And this is not the only front. They're escalating World War III, getting Sweden on board, Germany's on board. Everybody's trying to accelerate everything. And what does it all have to do? What is this all about? What is everything crystallizing focused on? And it's focused on you. Because you are awake because you are asking questions because all of this is happening. They know this is unfolding. They know their time is limited. And so what are they doing? They're going to be accelerating chaos and destruction and destroying your pensions, destroying your futures, destroying your food supplies, destroying your children's health, destroying your health ripping the entire carpet up of everything. And they want to gaslight you and telling you that it's about equality and it's about preserving and preserving the health of the planet. Don't you want to have a future? The biggest gaslighting of the world is that garbage. I have a series of clips I want to play. It's fascinating what's going on. and And here's the great thing humanity, you know, deep down inside of you, you know, we are fighting for our futures. We are fighting for our lives. We are fighting for our children's lives. You know that deep down in your gut. I know that you know that you have to. How can you not? How can you not? Look at the transformation of just T- Tucker Carlson, writer Joe Rogan, Russell Brand. He's always kind of been on these things. But what I'm saying is that People now get it and they understand it. And I want to pay, play a series of clips that kind of demonstrate where we are at in regards to uh, the culture and how culture is fighting back. And it's actually very, very beautiful. And so it's a series of climate change, different things. Um, so there's a, a, a UFC fighter that's going viral. And uh, a reporter was asking him some question about gays and transgenderism and everything else. But he just gives a beautiful response. Take a listen.
3: Uh, we've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian community yeah. in this city. I did want to ask you about something you wrote a couple of years ago. You said, if I had a gay son, I would think I'd...
4: Oh, be look, another, a gay another, gay. Time yeah. I'm saying to yeah. you, the swamp, you guys, the swamp.
3: You become a champion, you become a star, and someone said, Let me ask you something. Are you,
4: are you, are you gay? I have had the chance are, to no, are interact are, with a more are, diverse Are you, product. let me know, are, are you gay?
3: Can I hear, can I get an answer? Well,
4: now I'm asking, this is a part of the, are you, are you a gay man? I'm an
3: ally of the community. Okay.
4: Okay. If you had a son, then he was like, you know, you had a son, he was gay. You'd be like, oh man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid. No problem with it. Oh man, well, you, dude, you're a weak fucking man, dude. You're like, you're part of the fucking problem. You elected Justin Trudeau, like, would you fucking when he sees the bank accounts. Like, you're just fucking pathetic, and and the fact that the fact that you have no fucking backbone. And and has he shut down your fucking country and seized bank accounts? You ask me some stupid shit like that. Go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. You no, that doesn't
3: really coward. answer the question, but I did want to ask also things you said about the trans community. You said uh, this past October when they had a relationship that you'd go so hard on Bud Light in your next fight, they'll have
2: to. I'm just going to pause it for just one second. So listen, understand these reporters, they have an agenda. Their agenda is to do the gotcha questions, their agenda is to move their stuff forward move their agenda forward bully these people and try to get them in these gotcha questions these are trained lawyers think of like the debate club think of you know the debating strategies on how you debate right this guy is literally ignoring what this guy just told him to go fuck himself and he's ignoring it moving on trying to move on get into the more gotcha question but listen to his response listen to his response about the Bud Light, okay
3: Set me or denounce me when uh, when they know what and will know what they stand for. Are you this still guy's like, hey, this Canadian's not that Canadian. Are you still going to use your fight time to kind of speak on that?
4: Here's the thing about Bud Light. Here's the thing about Bud Light. Ten years ago, to be trans was a what a mental fucking illness, and now all of a sudden, people like you have fucking weaselled your way into the world. Y- you are you are an infection. You are the definition of weakness. Everything that is wrong with the world is because of fucking you. And the best thing is, is the world's not buying it. The world's not buying your fucking bullshit, You're fucking peddling. The world is not saying, you know what, you're right, fucking chicks have dicks. The world's not saying, that world's saying, no, there are two genders. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, who they could fuck in school. I don't want my kids being taught about... You know their sexual preference. Like, do this guy is the fucking enemy. Uh, you want to look at the fucking enemy to our world? It's that motherfucker right
2: there. There it is. That's how the culture is fighting back. That is how the culture is fighting back. So it's happening everywhere. This—it's not just that one prime example. It's happening everywhere. Uh, let me see. We got three minutes. Okay, I got enough time. So here's another clip demonstrating the awakening going on. Here's the German MEP Christine Anderson has been annihilating these people uh for over a year now calling out what it is, but check but this is just demonstrating people are awake. This is beautiful. Beautiful. This is the kind of resistance we need. Take a listen.
5: This whole covid madness, this so-called pandemic It was just a test balloon, a gigantic test balloon. Well, for what, you ask? Well, to see how far they could go, to see what exactly they would have to do to get free individuals in a free and democratic society, to consent to be enforced into compliance. That's what they were trying to establish. That's what they were trying to figure out. And they have, they have figured it out. Trust me. They are much smarter now. The goal ultimately is to transform our free and democratic societies um, yeah, into totalitarian societies. Their goal is to strip each and every one of us of our fundamental rights of freedom, democracy, Right. The rule of law. That's right. They want to get rid of all of this. This whole COVID thing had never anything to do with public health. It never had anything to do with breaking waves. It always had to do with breaking people in order to make us a part of a mindless, malleable mass.
2: That's a key point. That's a key point. It was never about the virus. It was never About any of that. It was about you and trying to break you. This recent ice storm that we had here on the West Coast and probably everywhere is they're trying to push. Stay at home. Stay at home. Don't go outside. I know Salem police even posted something on their Twitter of like, Hey, guys, whoop, whoop. Time to stay inside and have a snow day. Yeah, baby. Don't go out on the roads. Don't do anything. Don't use resources. Stay at home. Meanwhile, the city refused to de-ice the roads. So did the county, and there were three or four days of just pure ice rink chaos because they're trying to comply us, get us to comply to their unlawful tax that they were pushing over the summer. Listen to Uncompliant America. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. What a beautiful day it is, and a beautiful day. But here's the thing, these tyrants, they are seeping into our lives in every crack and crevice all the way down to our local systems and the local infrastructure. Where do you think they're spending all their money? They've even openly admitted it. They get the best bang for their buck in meddling in our elections and funding small-time people like DA's or people in the Water Bureau or City Councilmen or, or County Commissioners do not think for a second our local City Council in the City of Salem or the Marion County Commissioners or Lincoln County Commissioners or Yamhill County Commissioners are not tied in with this they are the victims They are the prime people to enforce this because they know at a local level is how we take this country back and how we restore things. But we either stand together or we hang separate. We have to come together. Right, wrong, different, Democrat, black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, doesn't matter. You are all Americans and we all have a right to speak And we have a right to a free, open society. We don't need this garbage that they're meddling. Because the ultimate goal is the control. They want to control every facet of our lives. And the only way out of this is non-compliance. Before we went to break, we were talking about Christine Anderson and the phenomenal speech that she gave the other day and she's talking about non-compliance non-compliance is the key to what's to come disease x number one topic in davos right now they're talking about it they even have a war game demonstrating that we played earlier of 150 million people projected to die so much so that the president's in the hospital and the vice president is on life support and we don't know and we got to initiate the continuity, continuity of government. And if you don't know what the COG is, read about it, talk about it. What that is, is it's a parallel constructed government that's meant if our government, which is not really our government anymore, it's been completely hijacked, uh, is, gets into jeopardy, they have another government Mount Mayweather, you know, other establishments. There's 90 plus locations that are data centers and ready to operate that have parallel constructed our government. And so that is the swamp. That is the problem. When the Democrats go on stand and talk about how democracy is in jeopardy and, you know, this threatens the United States. Donald Trump threatens the United States of America. Yeah, maybe the United States of America Corporation, he absolutely threatens that because that's not us. That's not our representation. Those are the same people instigating and sending money to Ukraine, sending all their money to Israel, provoking all these wars in Syria, setting up these proxy armies, deep dark, dark money being sent to Iran, the billion dollars that Obama sent Iran on a freaking pallet of cash. That's not us. That's not our representation. They don't represent us. They don't look out for our best interest. It's a bunch of war mongering pedophiles that are tied in with Bill Gates, the Epstein, Bill Clinton, and all of those people. The Mossad have all their numbers. And it's a compromised system. And as George Carlin said, it's a big club and we ain't in it. But I want to finish the rest of this because this is a a great speech. She talks about the importance of non-compliance, which is the basis of this show. Non-compliance is key. And that doesn't mean being a bad person, being a bad citizen, just, you know, not loving anything. Non-compliance to the tyrannical systems. To these tyrannical entities, these mask enforcers, these vax enforcers, the new CBDC, which they've already announced it, they are set to force everybody, and they're going to be breaking the system September of 2024, September of 2024, so we're going to have World War III, disease X, and a banking collapse, but take a listen, noncompliance, this is how we get out of this,
5: Elite. So I'm really imploring the people and all the peoples around the world, for God's sake, stop giving your democratically elected governments the benefit of the doubt. They are not deserving of that. They are not. Stop rationalizing. Whatever your government is doing, try, stop rationalizing and come up with some good intentions. They have no good intentions. Never, as I said before, in the entire history of mankind, there has never been a political elite concerned about the well-being of regular people. And it isn't any different now. Why should it stop giving them the benefit of the doubt? Because I can tell you, you cannot comply your way out of a tyranny. It is impossible. Trying to do so, you will only feed a gigantic alligator in the hopes of being eaten last. But guess what? Your turn will come. And then you will be the one swallowed
2: up. Powerful words. And so people are getting it. We are waking up. We understand that this is happening. So I want to shift gears here on the next segment. And I want to talk about the city and the city of Salem and this new tax and this ice storm that we had and their reaction to it. And I also spoke to a city official about this. So when we go to break, make sure to check out noncompliantamerica.com, like, share, subscribe. Go to the Twitter at noncompliant503 is the Twitter, the new Twitter that we just set up and follow these stories, follow the things that we're talking about, get involved, get reactionary. The new space online is X, X.com forward slash at noncompliant503. You're listening to 104.3 KSLM, 1220 AM, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. I'm Mr. Joshua Shit. Michael, Noncompliant America. Thanks for joining me. So we are talking about, before we went to break, how the city and the county, for that matter, has totally dropped the ball on this ice storm. And I called and I talked to a public official uh, for the uh, ice and why they didn't treat the roads. Hold on. Got to listen to this song. You guys remember Lowdown? These guys are from Salem. Amazing! They completely dominated the industry in the mid-2000s, early 2000s. Anyways, I love music. So we're talking about these city officials, and they know what the response was. Because keep in mind, here's the thing. There's tactics, and there's things that you can do When you have an oncoming ice storm, I mean, we heard it everywhere. We saw it everywhere. Everybody was announcing it. The Salem Police Department announced it on their Twitter and told everybody to stay at home. Heard that before. And and I get it. You don't want to be out driving in the roads if you don't need to. I understand that, right? But also the conditions of the roads didn't need to be what they were. They have tactics. You can pre-ice the roads with de-icer. And as the road ices, it doesn't. It doesn't freeze, right? And they could be out there doing this and everything else. Every single road, even all the main roads for the entire weekend was just a a solid sheet of ice. And I didn't see one city vehicle. I didn't see one county vehicle for three days. Just a complete nightmare. And so they, don't the cities have an obligation? Don't they have budgets for things like this? Right? Don't they have a budget? I mean, shouldn't they have a budget? So here's what's interesting. I called one of the city officials and I was like, hey, what's up with the roads? Why aren't you guys out doing and cleaning up these roads to, so people can drive? After all, it's their job to maintain the roads After all, our taxpayers went toward managing and maintaining the roads. Is that not correct? Do you know what his response was? And I'm not going to out him. Do you know what his response was? Well, you should have passed the tax. Should have passed the tax for our new multi-million dollar office that we just put in on 23rd Street. And our new multi-million dollar police station to uh, write traffic tickets Because that's all they're really doing. They sure aren't enforcing the homeless. Or in fact, the homeless are just tying up all their work. So they're like, okay, you guys got to go over here now. Then they move across the street. Okay, you guys can't be here anymore. You got to go over here. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's just all this chaos going on. And they're not able to enforce it because their hands are tied. (laughs) Meanwhile, we got to stay at home. Because they aren't willing to treat the roads. Even though we pay for them. Don't they have an obligation to maintain the roads? I smell there should be an obligation there, right? Or do we get a tax credit for them not doing their job? Kind of like in 2020 when they shut everything down and all these public services that we pay for with taxes. Don't we get a tax credit for all the days and months that they were closed and not operational? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we get something back for the money that we've paid and put forth on these taxes to maintain the roads? Meanwhile, they, they were radio silent and they let, it was the Wild West out there. Not one street I saw and I drove all over. I didn't see one street that was properly maintained or treated. My brother's in Idaho. They had ice and snow and all of this, and they get it all the time. I said, how are your roads over there? He's like, oh, they're good. They're out plowing them, and they treat them, and they salt them, and they de-ice them, and they do this, and they do that, and people are driving. It's normal. You can function. But no, 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 not in Oregon, where it does have snow where we do have ice, where it does happen. No, 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 no. You peasants need to pay your tax before we treat the roads because we need this big multi-million dollar facility in order to govern you properly. We need that. And if you don't pay your tax, we're not going to treat the roads. But I don't know why the county wasn't doing it. Same thing. County roads. Those weren't treated as well. What the heck is going on? What do we pay these people for to sit around and, uh, and, 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 and enforce their, you know, mask mandates? Is that what they're waiting for? Were they scared to go outside because it was a little icy? I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. Does anybody else feel the same way? Write me at JM at noncompliantamerica.com. I, I think that's a disservice. That's an absolute disservice to their obligation. Upon anything else that they do, I think one of the most impactful, important things, aside from policing and the emergency responses, is maintaining the roads. Isn't it? I think so. I think that's crazy that... They totally dropped the ball. Is anybody saying anything? Is anybody seeing anything? That to me was a huge disservice and somebody should investigate that. We should look into it because there's no way there's these these mountain towns in Montana that get 10 times, 20 times more snow and ice than we do, but they're able to drive on their roads, but we get it for a weekend and just, It shut everything, everything shuts down and they were prepared for it because every news station, every organization, everybody I knew was like, oh, there's an ice storm coming. There's an ice storm coming. Better get prepared. Better get prepared. We had plenty of time. You can't tell me they didn't have preparation. They did it on purpose. They want you to sit down, shut up, do what they say. They are your masters. You pay this tax or else. How about this? We vote you out or else you do what we want to do or else you do your job or we vote you down or else kind of like what they're doing in Germany. So there's one more clip I want to play uh, in Germany, which is crystallizing in regards to how it uh, how they're seeing it with the farmers because they're shutting down the farms folks globally they're cutting off the food. Can you believe that? Is that crazy? But they're fighting back. But uh, just a Joe on the street uh, is kind of explaining why they're doing what they're doing. Take a listen.
6: Because Klaus Schwab telling people to eat insects, uh, but he also say, at the end you will own nothing and still be happy but mr klaus schwab will own everything yeah. so the story he will never eat the insects he will force the poor people to eat insects and fake foods and produce hyper uh, hyper produced foods you know with a lot of um, chemicals inside and or, yeah. and they force the the the, the um, po- yeah poverty of, upon people will, will bring them to the fact that they have to buy this kind of food because they can't afford the rest and uh, by by breaking down Family farms in the Netherlands, food security will be uh, at high stakes. So it is like uh, communism, where they take from the, they take from the poor people and only the rich people, the elite, they, they are the ones with all the power. Well, actually, and it's very, it's very painful to say, but the free and democratic country known all over the world, that we have very free laws and very free people that travel yeah. everywhere and make agreements all over the world, are now forced in some sort of pattern that we are, yeah, as your communism can, be, it sounds like communism. Uh, they Cli- are climate, climate communism, uh, climate communism,
2: they- <laughs> climate com- communism, they hit the nail on the head. But what's interesting about this equation is they're trying to go around our will. They're trying to go around our will. So they're not asking. They're just doing it. Because they're taking over these smaller communities, and these smaller governments, like these county officials, and everything else. And they're just doing it. And the boldness and the brazenness is because there is a global system that these elected officials are going to, the mayors and the commissioners and the city council members. They're all going to these things and these lobbyists are coming around and buying them lunch and buying them dinner and giving them things and like treating them like royalty. Oh, look at our new agenda. Hey, we'd like to push this climate agenda because it's going to save the earth. It's going to save the earth. Meanwhile, the Australian broadcaster, Alan Jones, has schooled everybody in regards to the climate scam. And we're going to play a little clip of that uh, because that demonstrates the hypocrisy with, behind this whole climate nonsense. Right. If you want to talk about climate change, you have to talk about the uh, Antarctic Treaty. Then you also have to talk about the dark money that goes to Antarctica and their weather weapon modification programs. You have to talk about that because weather modification is a factor of climate change. And so if, they're a, if they have the ability even to create rain clouds, look this up. Look at rain cloud creation. Russia, America, there's been all kinds of Uh, documentaries on this and there's little videos. I mean, there's stuff on TV that you can watch where they create clouds. So if you can't talk about climate change and the climate crisis and the crisis that we're in, if you can't talk about weather weapons and weather modification programs like cloud seeding, cloud seeding is a real thing. Now, is it legitimate? I don't think so. Is it necessary? Who knows? you can reference operation fishbowl where they're blowing up nukes in the ionosphere maybe they destroyed part of the atmosphere which then contains the oxygen for us to breathe maybe that's the real climate crisis that they don't want to tell us so therefore they need to they need to seed the planet, in order to preserve the oxygen. That's a legitimate argument. But are they making that argument? No. We'll be right back. I know it's rude to be bragging. They never catching us slack. Me and my buddy, we working hard for this money. Alright, welcome back. Fourth segment, fourth turning. It's all the same. What do you think of today's show? Make sure to like and subscribe. Go to noncompliantamerica.com. You can check out all of the shows and all of the guests and all of the content that we're constantly putting out, trying to penetrate the fake news, media, CIA, propaganda, NSA, NASA program that is meant to distort and distract. So I want to talk about Davos just a little bit. And then there's a circulating video Happening uh, with Michael Moore, which demonstrates, I think this is an older video, actually. uh, But he talks about kind of leading up to the 2020 election and why Trump is appealing to so many people. More importantly, he's appealing now more than ever. And he's on fire. There is nothing that's going to stop him, short from them trying to assassinate him, which I don't think is not in their cards. I think that they will consider it. It's all going to depend on who he chooses as his VP. Everybody's saying that it's going to be Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard uh, as his VP, uh, which would be okay. Um, I like Tulsi. Uh, I don't quite trust her. Um, I, I don't quite trust her, you know, but she, you got to remember, she's been censored. She's been deplatformed. They took her off the ballot uh, in 2020 when she was running virtually just canceled her completely. So she's undergone some different things. They are scared of her because she is very smart. She's, she's got an intelligence background and she was in the military and, uh, she has a lot of good things to say. I'm, I'm not completely knocking her. Ah, oh, excuse me, but, um. But I don't know if she would be, I think she would be a good one, you know, politically. Um, But I actually like Vivek more. I think Vivek would be a much more powerhouse. Because he's outspoken, he could go be the bad guy, go out there, cut it up, and then Trump come in and clean house. But I don't know. What do you think? Oh, man, my allergies or something. Um, so anyway, as long as short, I want to get to this Michael Moore clip because I definitely think it demonstrates, uh, where we're at as a society and he crystallizes it, but it's so interesting, uh, that, you know, of all people, Michael Moore is stating this, as you know, he's always been a huge anti-Trumper, never Trumper, uh, we'll never have him, you know, short from blowing up the white house and this guy is crazy and (laughs) It's uh, um, it's I think this is back in like 2016, 2017, but it directly crystallizes what's going on and why people feel the way that we feel. You know, they're not going to get away with this fraud at this point. And I think they're going to have Joe Biden step down by May. They're going to roll out Michelle Obama and Gavin Newsom. They're going to try to shove those guys down our throats. They've already changed the primary to North Carolina or South Carolina, excuse me. And they banned, they, they, the, the DNC changed uh, Iowa and New Hampshire, the order, and went straight to South Carolina because they're trying to buy time. They're trying to figure out, they want to have no options for the Democrats and be like, hey, this is it. Wait, what? No campaign, nothing. This is who you vote for. And I think that's what they're going to do, um, which is why Biden's not really campaigning. I mean, he kind of is, but is he really? It's also an interesting clip, just a side note. The Internet's crazy, but it makes you think. And there's things that we can always think about, like, ah, what, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? So there's this video circulating around. I shouldn't give it merit because it's it's but it's interesting to think about. And if you watch these videos, it's kind of a compelling argument. It's really interesting. Um, but there's this video circulating on how uh, Jim Carrey is acting as Joe Biden and how he's wearing a costume and a mask and stuff like that. It's, it's you gotta watch it, folks. It, it, at the very least, it's kind of entertaining. It's weird, but it makes you think. It makes you wonder. Because sometimes Biden's acting a certain way and sometimes he's not. We can't say that there's not body doubles out there. And Jim Carrey is probably the best actor in the world. You remember talking about Uh, If you've listened to Dave Chappelle, him talking about when he met Jim Carrey, how he wasn't Jim, right? He was Andy, even off camera, and he just lived that for six, eight months. And that's also why, um, what's his name, that played the Joker on The Dark Knight? I don't know why I can't think of his name. I always have these, these blank spaces, but he basically, he locked himself in a hotel room for six months leading up to that role as the Joker. And he was such a good Joker. He was a completely different person. And even looking at it right now, it's it, watching that movie. You guys go back, watch that movie. And then watch all of his other movies. And you're like, that's a nice guy. He's a great guy. But how deep and dark he was in his role is because he really took it seriously. But I think that led to his, the ending of his life, right? Um, you know, it's just, uh, just really interesting. I can't, why can't I think of it every time it seems like, but anyways, let's get to this Michael Moore clip. Cause I think it's uh, it demonstrates what the pulse of Our culture is, and I think this is amplified times 100. Take a listen.
7: Michigan that are planning to vote for Trump, and um, they're not, uh, they don't necessarily like him that much, and they don't necessarily agree with him. They're not racist and rednecks, and they're actually pretty decent people. And so I wanted to sort of, after talking to a number of them, I wanted to sort of write this and Donald Trump came to the Detroit Economic Club and stood there in front of the Ford Motor executives and said, if you close these factories, as you're planning to do in Detroit, and build them in Mexico, I'm going to put a 35% tariff on those cars when you send them back, and nobody's going to buy them. It was an amazing thing to see. No politician, Republican or Democrat, had ever said anything like that to these executives. And it was music to the ears of people in Michigan and Ohio and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, the Brexit states. (laughs) You live here in Ohio, you know what I'm talking about. Whether Trump means it or not is kind of irrelevant because he's saying the things to people who are hurting. And it's why every beaten down, nameless, forgotten working stiff, who used to be part of what was called the middle class, loves Trump. He is the human Molotov cocktail that they've been waiting for. The human hand grenade that they can legally throw into the system that stole their lives from them. And on November 8th, election day, although they've lost their jobs, although they've been foreclosed on by the bank, next came the divorce and Now the wife and kids are gone. The car's been repoed. They haven't had a real vacation in years. They're stuck with the shitty Obamacare bronze plan where you can't even get a fucking Percocet. (laughs) They've essentially lost everything they had except one thing. The one thing that doesn't cost them a cent and is guaranteed to them by the American Constitution, the right to vote. They might be penniless, they might be homeless, they might be fucked over and fucked up. It doesn't matter, because it's equalized on that day. A millionaire has the same number of votes as the person without a job, one. And there's more of the former middle class than there are in the millionaire class. So on November 8th, the dispossessed will walk into the voting booth he handed a ballot, closed the curtain, and take that lever or cell pen or touchscreen, and put a big fucking X in the box by the name of the man who has threatened to upend and overturn the very system that has ruined their lives. Donald J. Trump.